Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Strickland's Mailbag Patreon Edition? I think that's the name I've been using the past <laughs> couple times. I don't really know anymore. I'm Drew. Dallas is with me. Dallas, how's life? It's good. I'm very excited to be back for another hour of Blues Traveler Hits. Really excited to play Hook for you. <laughs> excited to play uh, Run Around. Oh, Oh, dear God. Really excited to get into Carolina Blues and just break down the uh, beauty of Blues Traveler. Guys, I just want you to know you do not. I will not subject you to this. I will make sure that I cut the podcast off before Dallas does anything. <laughs> anything as insane as that. Don't worry. You would only, I would cut this off and you would just have a minute. And then it would load up in your iTunes feed to be like, why is this podcast only a minute long? And you would know why. So yes, that's where we are. So welcome again. We're back. Better than ever. We have all your mailbag questions. So, so many mailbag questions. I, I don't think I've ever seen so many mailbag questions in my life. I, they just keep pouring out. But before we get to them, if you want to hear the full, more than likely, to have our episode of this thing, you gotta go to our Patreon. So that's at patreon.com backslash or just slash. Is it a backslash or a forward slash at the end of the URL? Do you know? Backslash, I believe. Okay, backslash the Strickland, or you go to the strict.land and find our access to our Patreon there. We have all different levels of subscribers. You get to join the Discord, you get to listen to the Friday edition of pod strickland you get to listen to swinton's trick and roll you get exclusive content from matthew miranda you get so many good deeds I, I think one of the perks would also be uh you get some discounts on our merch and we just dropped some really 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 sweet merch and that you can find that also on our website too that's the strict.land so join the patreon become a discord member that allows you to ask questions that will be read on this podcast because we do not cut any questions there's no filtering there's no nothing we answer them as worded as is so get on that <laughs> get on that right now stop listening to this put it on pause go subscribe so you can listen to the full thing all right dallas do you have any other um plugs with the uh the patreon no plugs but my hair plugs oof that's uh that's troubling <laughs> it's, a, it's guys you can't see it but dallas right now is having hair transplant surgery with his hair plugs and they are just oozing of uh this this pus like substance <laughs> this patreon edition of the mailbag is brought to you by bosley hair loss Solutions. <laughs> oh man i wish how amazing would that be <laughs> by the uh wait by the floby <laughs> do you remember the floby no, which one's the Floby? The Floby was like, I think it was like the vacuum hair cutter. Like you were supposed like. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking <laughs> <laughs> We need one of those. Or we could just promote the um, the cooking, the you know, the the mixing bowl. Yeah. Just throw that slap down on your head and guess what? You got yourself a bowl cup, baby. And it looks fresh. That's the issue with all of our ads. We tend to, it's all like gambling stuff and whatever. But like then, then they don't have any products to send us. Like. 
You know how usually you have to be like, well, I, you know, that's the only yes. headphones I use. I would never not use the Floby, you know. The, <laughs> the, the Floby's, the Floby's <laughs> Bluetooth wireless. I save 30 bucks a month by not getting my hair cut at a salon. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, um, what's the, uh, what's the food, what's the thing that sends you food? In like oh, the box. Yeah. Yeah, I need that or yeah. Right. Oh, we need like Omaha steaks. You don't eat meat though. But I need like Omaha steaks as a sponsor just to send me some steaks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. That's what that's what we need. So um or like, we need, steaks... like... Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, if there's any Omaha steaks executives listening to this, we would love to promote your product for you. And all you have to do is just send me meat. I, we need to we need to be uh, promoted by or supported by Molten so we can get free the best basketball in the world. Um, play with. <laughs> by the way, you like that one? If, you played, if you've never played with a Molten, you have never played basketball before. I it actually have far, never. The sh- it's the best basketball ever made. Wide panels. That thing feels great. It's durable. It you can play indoors. You can play outdoors. It's not going to wear down on you, and uh, way easier to palm for us tiny hands, ordinary folk. Um, lovely basketball. So, I so don't like, think I've ever played with a bowling basketball. Really? Yeah, it I don't almost think I ever have bowling basketball, which would be yeah. A really I I played with really shitty basketballs. Okay, uh, growing up. So, like, and everyone knows, like, you guys know, like, the basketballs I'm talking about, the ones that are completely worn out, they got no grip anymore, they're sliding everywhere, they're kind of white, they're both, like, white and black and super brown at the same time, they're just super nasty, like, that's what I used to play with, so it's just like, when I got a ball with, like, grip on it, you're just like, oh my god, (laughs) grip, what is this? Do you remember the other type of, like, really terrible basketball that was, like, um... They'd give them away at games, or like you could also get them for like no money at a Walmart or whatever. It had the opposite problem. Rather than being like the slickest thing you've ever touched, it was like it was too grippy. So it was just like bu- bubbles almost. Like yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was like and it was like bright orange. Yes, it'd be crazy colors. <sighs> and always Man. those ones for some reason were always overinflated too, so they bounce insane. Um, that was my first. My first basketball was one of those weird. One of those weird ones. I, the only basketball I have right now is, I don't even know what kind it is, but I picked it up at the local hardware store. Nice. And I mean like local hardware. Like this, it's not like the Home Depot. Like it is. Not the Ace. No, this was like, it's like some guy (laughs) who, uh, who runs a hardware store. Boys Brookline Hardware. It's yeah, it's, yeah, no, it really is. It's something like that. It's great. Like I go there. It's where I get my paint. I get my keys made. I get all my my tools. I get my gummy bears there. It's a great place. Get your uh, your blues travelers discs. CDs. Yes, they they sell CDs there too. I also get my uh, my dial up cords. <laughs> <laughs> the telephone cords there. <laughs> you gotta get your dial up cords, man. Yeah, man. Like, how am I supposed you to? Imagine not having the internet. No, it's wild. Oh. I do. do ha- have you been online? You do. You don't know if it's a backslash or a forward slash. Have you ever used the internet before? No. You gone to a website? No. <laughs> that is such a weird thing. Like you, there's just no one ever had. Anyways, no, not getting into this. No, we're not going to get Can into you it. Tell the difference between a forward slash and a backslash, though. Like, if your life depended on it right now. No. <laughs> I could not tell you. I just shoot me. I don't know. I couldn't just tell shoot you. Me. Just you shoot me. You wouldn't even take the fifty-fifty. You're like, no, nah. just shoot me. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Like, is forward? Like, I don't. I don't know. All right. It so, has to do, huh? No, go ahead. How how would you know? Do you it know the difference? With the direction of the base. Oh, it's the direction of the base. The base is to the left. Yeah, it's backslash. If it's to the right, it's forward, forward slash. Okay, because it because you leave from read from left to right. I think actually I might have just said that absolutely backwards. I don't know. I might get. I think I might. I might See, get. I might I'm get I except. I'm accepting the inevitable fate that is death. Yeah. I'm just taking it a lot sooner. You, yeah. on the other hand, are risking <laughs> life. I'm gonna. Oh, and uh, you have no clue. Yeah, I'm going down swinging. I'm yeah, no, I'm taking. Down. I'm taking the nice eternal slumber because I then I'll know it's coming and I'm like great. I'm here. I'm I'm aware. 
It's not gonna see. It's not gonna creep up on me. Interesting. Like, you know, you want? Yeah. Do you want to know when you're gonna die? Like you want to? I think so. I think it would have some closure for me. It would be nice hmm. to have it uh, known. You talk to the people you love. Tell them that. Yeah, all that good stuff, and you just kind of have like, you did it. Like you know it. <laughs> I I feel the. I think I feel the opposite. I get that there's that would be value in it, but it'd be really nice to just like live till I'm like. I don't know, not that old, but like 135 or something like that. <laughs> and then just go to sleep and don't wake up one night and have no idea it was coming. Be perfect health up until that point. That's like that's not that's not bad either. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's not that's not I think you know what? Both ways are perfectly acceptable. However you want to go, whatever makes you happy. It, I wish we had more control over it though. It would be nice. It's, I mean, yeah. Legalize but, uh, euthanasia, baby. Don't they have that legalized somewhere? Not in the U.S. Yeah. Definitely, there are some other countries where it is, but you know, in the U.S., we just make everybody suffer for weeks and weeks until they die. That's, Months, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes years. It's, it's really nice. It's really sometimes good. decades. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. You ready for some questions? Um, I was just going to get into the afterlife, but yeah, sure, we can we can talk basketball. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk we're going to talk basketball now. Sorry, we're not going to talk about the afterlife. This is <laughs> from uh this is from it's from Vivek. I actually don't know how to pronounce his uh his handle. So it's V Dad Hanania. So sorry for butchering your your name. Uh Vivek. Good morning. To follow up on a conversation Dallas and I had during the West Coast trip, do either one of you have any concerns with the team's inconsistency shooting free throws? We're at 22nd, which isn't the worst, but the Bucks, uh, but the Bucks are the only Eastern Conference team playoff with the, you know, that's worse than us. Is there a root cause of the free throw inconsistencies and can it be fixed in season or in the summer? Any advice you'd give? So Dallas, put on your, uh, your, what's it called hat? Like your shot doctor hat. What do you, what do you think they can do? Yeah, so I guess what I would say is my my tendency with this sort of thing is to think it's just like um, free throw shooting is just kind of what it is. Obviously, you can make tweaks, you can work on things or whatever, but it's I don't think of it typically as coming from the coaches, you know, unless they're like, we're going to totally, you know, everybody's, they're trying to change everybody's mechanics up or like, I don't know, they have some thing. But usually then we just don't have access to what they're doing if they're trying to do some team-wide thing or something like that. But usually I think it's like, I mean, it's kind of like three-point shooting. Um, it's a little more consistent, but you still are going to have years where you're a couple ticks up and a couple ticks down, you know. Um, and I think in terms of like most of the guys we have, um, just looking through them, it doesn't seem like, because um, uh, I'm not doing it right now, but just from when I talked, when we, when we had this conversation, um, it seemed like most of them were actually on our team were having better than uh, average years for them. You know, like there were mm -hmm. a number of guys who were above average um, from the free throw line. So I think what's happened is it's less about like, oh, they're underperforming or something like that um, in most cases and more about we just don't have a very good shooting team, uh, yeah. you know, and that's true at the free throw line and the three point line. Um, and that's just like it's not like there's like a coaching thing you can do or it's not like more practice is suddenly going to make, you know, like. Julius Randle, a 90% free throw shooter, or RJ Baird, and I, you know, like it's just, it's just mm -hmm. not the sort of thing that's going to happen. Um, I, I, I think Emmanuel quickly is one who's had a little bit of a tick down this year. Um, one, of, he was one of the one of the more unusual ones in that respect. But like, and Brunson has like these random times where he just like misses, even though he'll like make a bunch in a row and then he'll miss a bunch. And you're just like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, but with those, even with those, I'm not really worried. I'm not like, oh. Yeah, there's some issue with their. I mean, I'm not a shot mechanic person, so I can't. You know, I don't know. I can, I don't. I can't talk about that stuff. But like, I just tend to think like, I don't know. Every year you're gonna have, you're probably not gonna be exactly at your average. You're probably gonna be a couple ticks up or a couple ticks down. If you like lost, I don't know, something dramatic, like you're down ten percent or something, then I'm gonna be like, oh man, what's going on? This is mm -hmm. weird. Um, uh, and unless you're like a 40% or 50% shooter, like one of these, I'm not going to expect really dramatic growth either from you. Like, um, you know, you can have a big who just like figures things out and is, you know, shooting, I think 10% better. If you start at 50% is a little easier than if you start at 85%, of course. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot harder to fine tune at that level. 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess those are my thoughts. I'm not too. It may be a thing in the playoffs. Like obviously that's a yeah, real well, thing. If we yeah, shot better. Well, it's better. So just I'm just I just looked up the per hundred stats just out of curiosity. So okay. I don't, we're we're talking about efficiency, and I'm doing this whole thing. That's I'm trying to finish it up. I'm just I'm trying to make my 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 not my illustrations, my graphs as like neat and nice as like a pin as possible. But talking a lot about more about like the volume side of things at the team level. So I was just curious because like they they aren't efficient, right? But they're seventh in the league for uh, free throws made per hundred mm-hmm. possession, right? So they're a top ten team in just the volume of making free throws. They have yeah. the same attempts per hundred possession as the 76ers who are the best team uh, in terms of free throw percentage and the difference in per hundred we're talking about is 19.9 free throws made for the Knicks and then 21.7 for the 76ers. Right. So like, again, so at like at the team level, so when we start talking about things at like the team level, like you said, it's just like between like maybe a good season and a bad season, like this just, this could be a down thing. This year, it has been a thing overall in terms of the team, but like this team isn't the best free throw shooters. But they are making it up by getting to the line, though, and they're still making their free throws on the aggregate. Like it's going to be one of those like differences, like in the playoffs between like like winning like an Easter Conference Finals game and not. So like they do need to figure out a way to like make sure that they're making them at the best times. But they're getting there and they're making them. So like, I de- we definitely want the I'm I'm not I don't want to poo poo being 22nd in efficiency like they do need to shoot better, but the the, the I guess the uh, the positive side, what's the or the bright side of it is is that like they're getting there and they're like they're making them, mm-hmm. like they're still like seventh in free throws made so like top ten, which is a good thing, so. Yeah, like I'm just not that concerned. It's only going to be a concern in the playoffs, really. So <laughs> we're going to have to wait till then, which sucks. But that's where we're at for a lot of these uh, things. So uh, Knights of Cup asks, no one can see the future, but will a lot of the longtime uh, contenders like the Warriors, LeBron, and the 76ers getting long in the tooth, what young teams do you think will take their place in the future? Well, um, that question's assuming a lot. Assuming it is. That- can't see the future. Yeah, we're in the future right now. It's gonna be the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, the, the Knicks are pretty. Yeah, they seem like an up and coming team for sure. I, um, I like that's where I think it is. Like I think it's the Knicks. I mean, we'll we'll see how Memphis responds to everything that they're <laughs> doing or going through. Right? Like there will be like some interesting teams. We'll see if OKC takes another leap. We'll see where the magic end up in like five years. Like maybe, they'll maybe less, maybe less, maybe less. But like I'm giving them like I'll give them like five years to see where they are. They they seem pretty positive. But like the Knicks are kind of that up and coming team the right are, now. Right, yeah. obviously playoffs pending. But like if they make it to the second round, then we're talking about like a really young team that, um, you know, first with Tibbs like made the playoffs, underachieved in the playoffs, underachieved the following season. And then rebounded significantly better this year. So we'll see how they perform. But like, if they get to like the second round and they compete, a bunch of the main guys are under twenty five, <laughs> and they have now an extra season of playoff experience under their belt, and like another season of playing together. Like the Knicks it can be the up and coming team. It'll just we'll have to see where some of the stars align and everything. But they have the makings for it. I also just think like we're gonna go into an era probably. That's a lot more um, kind of open, um, and there won't be like like dynasties are born from either having like multiple superstars. Like you think the Warriors with like Steph, Clay, Draymond, yeah, crazy, right? Like you're not gonna get, and then getting and then managing to have like oh Kevin Durant wants to play with us, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be highly unlikely that you have a team like that come around again for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with like a borderline top five player and a top ten player of all time 
and then like Clay and Draymond as well. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Just- it's like you have like one of the best shooters ever and one of the best defensive players yep. ever. And then the LeBron thing, um, two of the best shooters ever, three of the best shooters ever, really. Uh, yeah. Steph yeah. Clay, Dray- uh, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. <laughs> Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah. Draymond Green, um, <laughs> Kevon Looney, Kevon Looney, <laughs> and Andre Iguodala, the best shooters of all time. Harrison Barnes. Yep. No. And then LeBron James, right? Like he was always on a contender, but he was the best or second best player to ever play the game, right? Like, yeah, like he's. It's insane what he's done. The closest guy you have to that in the league right now is probably Giannis. I do think he's going to be such that he'll make a contender of almost any team he's on. Yeah. Um, but still he's going to need, he needs, he, he's not, he's not as instant a contender as LeBron was in his prime. Um, I don't think. And uh, yeah. So just because of those things, I think, you know, the league is going to be a little bit more open. It's not going to be like, okay, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs. Oh, mm-hmm. Laker, you know, whatever. Like wherever LeBron is, where my, or Miami, I guess, wherever Steph mm-hmm. is, uh, and then also the other great players uh, on the Warriors. Um, so I think we'll have a little bit more variety, which will be cool and interesting. So there might not be like a single team or two that really is going to, you know, take over. You might have, you know, whatever. Um, and then I, another thing is just, I think there's going to be a lot of movement, Um uh, of stars, and then that's just going to change the landscape. Um, mm-hmm. People like to, you know, it it feels like when you're really bad, or when when you talk when you talk about independently being bad. I guess so let's say when you talk about your team all day every day, and you're like, who could we trade for? Who could we trade for? It feels, or how are we going to get a star? It feels impossible to get one, and it feels like they never mm-hmm. move. But that's because you talk about it um, five hundred times a day for 365 days a year. <laughs> and, you know, when you take a little bit longer of a longer view, you're like, holy, sh-, you know, oh my God, the uh, stars move around a lot. Um, and there was this old, the old crop, like stars tend to move around once they get, you know, to the end of that second, second max, you know? Um, yeah, second exactly. Right. So like when they're 28, 29, whatever. So I feel like we have a crop of stars that are starting to get there. Um, and we may get some interesting, you know, you got Devin Booker, you've got, um, Joel, you've got Luca, you've got, um, some guy, even, you know, maybe Giannis and Jokic stay where they are, but it's not set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, and then you got some lesser stars too, that very well may move. Um, I don't think it'd be crazy to, to, like, is Donovan Mitchell going to stay in Cleveland? Yeah, that's a yeah. Jalen Brown, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of movement. So it's 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 tough to predict um, uh, if we're you know granting the assumption of the question that we can't see the future. If we if we grant that assumption, um, yeah. There's it wasn't that long ago where the Knicks were getting clowned for trading Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> Right, like we were, we're not that far removed from that, and now we're like, Kristaps, who the Mavs are a disaster. Like, before, like we're not that far removed from everyone being like, oh my god, I can't believe the Dallas Mavericks swindled the Knicks out of getting Porzingis, and the next thing you know, he's not there anymore, yeah. and the Mavericks apparently actually apparently lost their best player to the Knicks because the Knicks are one of the best teams in basketball, and the Mavs are in the lottery and. Okay. Take all of our ass players. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, we're not that far removed from it. So, like, let it, things are going to change. Don't worry. So, speaking of the lottery and the Dallas Mavericks picks, I have two questions related to the draft. So, this one is from Bomber BCM. We get the 11th pick this draft deep enough to move up um, if we are moving OB anyway. Kind of like, you know, are we, like, should we trade up? And then Knights of Cups ass. If the Knicks keep Dallas pick at 11, would you dip into a pile of our other picks to move up and get someone like Osair uh, Thompson or Taylor Hendricks? I want to tell you right now, Knights of Cup, neither of us know who the hell you're talking about. So I'm going to inherently say, no, do not trade for them because I don't know who they are. But um, Dallas, do you think, but like, 
11th stays. Uh-huh. Like you get the 11th pick. Yeah. Do you think it would make sense to move up in the draft by potentially using like Obi Toppin as a uh, as a sweetener? I just I don't I when it comes to the draft I just don't I don't watch any college basketball at all <laughs> and I don't watch any Euro basketball at all. So I have like literally no views. I mean uh, I've heard this is a deep draft. So maybe there's reason. Um, definitely always good reason to shop your pick, shop your, you know, if you mm-hmm. pick the pick and Obi together. Um, I mean, especially given Obi's apparent status on the team. And uh, yeah. someone mentioned uh, in the strict cord today that um, Zach Lowe was suggesting or floating that maybe uh, there are teams out there who would be interested in Obi for a middle mid to late first which I think would be pretty awesome. Like that's a yeah, su- that would be f- yeah, that'd be fair. That's surprisingly good given how little he's played. You know, um, like I would not have expected it to be that good of a return at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how little he's played and how rough he's played some in some of those instances, which maybe people see like okay, he's not he's not really being put in a in a in a role to to excel and succeed, but. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely down to shop it, uh, and also definitely down to try to move up, try to move down. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I almost prefer moving down. Um, although, uh, forgive me, Omar, I know you will hate that, but um, like I trust this team when it comes to picking in the middle and late first mm-hmm. round, uh, first round, um, and as a result. I think like getting a few extra bites at the apple, especially given that we're likely to be making a star trade or it's, you know, fairly possible we'll make a star trade in the future, which will take lots of picks. Mm-hmm. Um, having those, you know, protected picks and having those extra picks here and there that you can just use to, um, you know, keep getting new uh, new life into the team every, every year uh, or whatever, even if you trade away all of your own picks um or every other year's picks i think is really valuable so yeah it's ultimately you would have to determine kind of like what obi wants and what you want to do with obi yeah more or less like you're gonna he's up for contract extension so like it's a big thing right now so determine like does he want to have an opportunity for a big payday is he fine just playing his like (laughs) 10 minutes off the bench as like I'm just going to be Steve Novak and just shoot threes. Like, like, okay. Like that's, if he wants to do that, sure. But like, I do think like there is value in keeping him in that. Like when he does actually get big minutes, and gets to like run and do OB things. He's pretty good. Right. Like he was pretty good in that wizards game. So like you, you see the value in what he provides and why a team would be interested in him. So like it, it, it would be, something to consider where you drop back you trade obi in the 11th you get you know you get like a veteran guy who you know is perfectly fine being like yeah i'm i'm going to be the 10th man we're we're good and then you get a bunch of like picks to use later down the road if you need to trade for someone like it's it's not like the worst idea but you got to see what obi wants like like i don't know if obi is the best fit as a backup for for this team necessarily given what like this probably this team needs if they want to contend contend i think obi would have to still continue to change a lot but like i think he's fine just given the role that he's in right now i don't think he's like make or breaking this team so it's 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 up to i would just i would put it up to him and see what he wants to do if he wants to be traded and he gets to play i would i would trade him then yeah a really interesting um uh so i'll i'll give you a player comparison for um obi and then i'll give you a trade suggestion for obi i'm ready anything okay. less than amari stoudemire is gonna be an answer <laughs> all right well this is not this is less than amari stoudemire okay um but he, i think he kind of plays like athletic kelly olenek athletic kelly olenek I can't so, imagine. I can't imagine Kelly Olynyk athletic though. <laughs> I know, right? But so like Kelly has this thing where like he's just like he's really good at moving the ball quickly. He plays smart. He kind of 
even despite having no athleticism, can get to the rim because he just like when he catches the ball against um and even he just yeah, he just knows where to move. It's so exactly. bizarre. And Obi kinda has some of that going on, I feel like. Um Yeah, that's fair. He has some of that feel, some of that like where to be in space, um, the two man game stuff. Like I feel like he can do all of that stuff. He doesn't get to do it a lot in New York, but I feel like he has a lot of that feel. He um, does. Like the Knicks utilize that a lot when he's like starting. Yeah. And then you look at like Kelly on the defensive end and it's like he knows where to be, but like, you know, he's Kelly he's Kelly Olenek. Like he doesn't have that he doesn't have the foot speed, he doesn't have the lateral agility and that sort of thing. There's some issues there. Um but uh so that's an, I think that's an interesting um comp. And then what I would say is uh Kelly's getting old, but he actually played a pretty integral role for um the Utah Jazz this year. Um mm-hmm. Played a ton of minutes and played very well. I feel like there's some... It's hard to know what the Jazz are going to do, but there's some reason to think like Obi would be a cool substitution for Kelly Olenek in Utah. Like a cool, um, you know, replacement or like, you know, like uh, uh, a younger version. And the Utah Jazz have three first round picks this year. So they probably don't want to select all three. So if we're talking like a middle of the pack first round pick or late first round pick or something like that. I can imagine there being a scenario where Utah would be interested in maybe trading for Obi for one of those and giving up one of those first round picks in that trade. Now, will Danny Ainge want to part with even a single first round pick? If it's to not be determined, <laughs> if it's not for justice Winslow. Yes. <laughs> hard to know, hard to say, um, trader who can know the mind of trader Danny. Um, but just like looking at it on paper, that's an interesting kind of, uh, interesting, interesting trade possibility. I feel like, uh, between those two teams, I would have to ask Obi, does he want to live in a city (laughs) that no longer has a salt lake because of climate change? (laughs) Like, does he want to go there? And if he doesn't, I will not trade him there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you. Where it's it's Utah is not the greatest place by. Like I am, I am not doing that to my beloved Obadiah, even though that is a perfect Mormon name to live in Salt Lake City. He <laughs> would fit in great. But I cannot do that to my beloved, my beloved son. They could spell his name at the local Starbucks there. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Although the Mor- Mormons don't drink caffeine. Oh wait, yeah. So what did they drink? Do they have Starbucks in in? Uh... Well, I'm sure they do, but they have the big thing out there is um, craft soda shops, and they're always caffeine free. Um, or they sometimes do have. There's some weird thing where like some of them are okay with caffeine if it's cold in a cold beverage, but not. Oh, alcohol. of course, of course, because everyone knows cold caffeine doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, cold caffeine, the Lord will allow it. Hot the Lord's caffeine, f- is <laughs> devil's juice. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so there's all these, it's like the only place in the world where there's like craft soda <laughs> shops. Like um, they're still doing like ice cream sh- socials and shit out there. Oh man, you gotta love those Mormons. Yeah, but. All right, we have a couple of questions from uh, Mikey Cook 7 Are you ready? Let's do it, Mikey. Who would win in a Texas death match between Tommy D or Stefan Bondi? What's a Texas death match? It's definitely something with wrestling. I don't 100% know. However, in any sort of fighting situation between Stefan Bondi and Tommy D, I'm taking Bondi 11 out of 10 times. He's going to beat this. Sh- he would beat the shit out of Tommy D. <laughs> All right. I have I have no views about this. That's that's where I'm going with that. All right. Who has a more punchable, or no, a more slappable face between Mark Cuban or Frank Isola? Man, these are these are awesome. we, a, a string of violent questions. Yes, but this one is actually a very important one because this is a different. This is in terms of slappable faces. I mean, I definitely feel like I dislike Mark Cuban a lot more than I dislike Frank Isola. Although Frank Isola is deserving of not being liked. <laughs> So here's the thing. I would agree with you, but I think Frank Isola has the more slappable face. Like, I would want to slap Mark Cuban more than Frank Isola, but Frank Isola has the more slappable face. I don't know. So, so with the, uh, with the... The help of the internet? <laughs> no. 
with the uh, the rider here, the qualifier, that we are in no way encouraging you to go out and slap anybody. We're not encouraging violence. I do feel <laughs> like there would be like a certain kind of nice, you know, there's like a, it looks like just the cheeks, Mark Cuban's cheeks, I feel like a hand, it would like go right into your palm in just the right sort of way. And that might feel really good to like, just like, like popping, like popping a giant packing bubble. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that'd be yeah. Like, I I can I can imagine. Although you'd probably leave with a bunch of makeup on your hand. Um, oh man, so on. much, so much, so much makeup. I don't know if you want that on your hands, but you're not gonna actually do it. So, I'd say Mark Cuban. Okay. So now he says, real basketball question now, right? <laughs> Should the Knicks explore playing Obi at the three next year if he's still on the roster? I like this question. I mean, if you're playing him next to Randall, either of them, I mean, essentially you can be like, one's the three on offense, like Randall's the three on offense, Obi's the four on deep. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. If you're playing them both together, um, I do worry about the two of them together on defense if you're getting not good Randall on defense, which like yeah, I feel like since All-Star break, he's been uh, iffy on that end, let's say, um, is one way I'd put it. He, uh, he was definitely taking off some plays. Yes. I was just, so. Yeah. But we do oh. know when he, but we do know when he's engaged, which was many a good part of the season. Yep. We're fine. But you're right. It depends on which defense Randall defensive Randall's coming out. And it may just be like it's an 82 game season and Randall is an Iron Man and plays every game. It may just be like he got to a point in the season where he was feeling it the the toll of playing all those games and mm-hmm. of playing hard in most of those games and of being carrying a pretty heavy offensive load while also trying pretty hard on defense for a lot of that. Um, like there was that stretch of like, ah, uh, it was a lot of games where like, there was just this, you know, anytime, you know, like Randall would get a bad call or whatever would go on and he would go into this like turbo mode Randall and he'd just mm-hmm. be like throwing down crazy dunks and like rebounding all over people and just, but like that sort of play, it was awesome. It was incredible. So cool to see, um, him use his physicality, physicality like that, but that's exhausting and, um, takes a toll yes. on you. And like if that just may have been what was going on there, uh, post All Star break, he played a ton of minutes. Uh, probably has some nagging injuries. Uh, he definitely has nagging injuries. Like I think that's the one thing we could definitely like. If you're when you're playing sports, yeah, at that level, that high level, at that intensity, for so many days in a row, you are dealing with injuries. When I play at the lowest possible level of intensity, I, I was going to say I would two weeks. I yeah. come home and I still have. And I'm like, oh, I have these nagging sports injuries. Yes. I'm playing like one or two. Like, like I was just about to say the same thing. I'm playing lowest stakes volleyball person once <laughs> a week. And I'm coming home with like, oh, I have tendonitis in my shoulder and my knee. Right? It's like, I'm not playing. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> like, has. Like, I'm not playing every day. Like, he is. And he is. yes, he is in so much better shape than both of us combined are. But well, it still takes a toll on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it that way. Oh. I'm putting, I'm putting it that way. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a lot. I I would like to, but but also, there's not really no room for him at the three anyway, right? Like unless you're going to trade RJ for future picks, and yeah, you, you just got- start, and then you just start Hart, and then you're going to need someone to soak up minutes. Then sure, you can pair Obi. You have the three and Grimes that all yeah like it's just it's not going to uh to fit unfortunately but like if yeah like if RJ isn't around then sure throw Obi as the backup three and four then you you have like he can play it it's not like he doesn't have the like the athleticism and the mobility or it like he could do it it'll it'll work I I wouldn't do it for like thirty minutes a game or anything but like <laughs> it could potentially work if he's playing with Randall yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and you can have Randall Randall take the three on defense. Um, yeah, exactly. Or if you're playing like like if you're playing like the Cavs and it's just like Isaac Okoro out there, right? Playing the three, then it's like fine, Obi, play the three and guard Isaac Okoro. Who gives a yeah. shit? Right? Like it depends on matchup too. But like I it's not the other I just I don't see a roster. I don't see a spot 
it's tough to see because it's it's sad, but it's tough to see an avenue for Obi to really flourish yeah. the next. Ready for some more questions? Let's do it. Franklin Chubb has a set of questions for us. You ready? No, no, no. Wait, I'm not ready. Okay, okay. Well, hold on a second. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Which Knicks player will metaphorically shit themselves in the playoffs? And which, if any, do you think will step up like LJ and Allen Houston used to? Who's going to shit themselves in the playoffs? I don't want to say it. Say but it. if say I it. had to guess, like, extremely important player, if there was, like, going to be a really important player who was going to do it, it would be Randall. It's... <sighs> I, think, I think there are ways in which... So, like... This if I if I was coaching um, and I was setting up the strategy, I would definitely be trying to have Randall carry more of the load early in the game, mm-hmm. and have Brunson and quickly carrying the load down the stretch. That would make sense. Yes. Um, when defenses are going to lock in, when they're going to be looking to send doubles um, a little bit more consistently. Those are times where I'm like, all right, don't know that I'm trusting Randall with the ball in his hands. Um, and I think I prefer Brunson and IQ having the ball down the stretch. But yeah, uh, if there was another player who I could imagine doing this, I guess maybe RJ? I could imagine like just having like some he, games where he just here's, goes here's over- th- you know, or like two, one of his two for eleven games. You know, like well, look. Here's the thing with RJ; he's already not playing well. So, how much is he actually going to be shitting the bed if he continues to play like this? So, yeah. but no, um, it's it could be Randall because we saw what happened in the last playoffs with Randall, right? So it's just like there's still there's I think there's still some level of skepticism. Like it's still like I'm I've been in like waiting the playoff mode for like the past couple of weeks now because yeah. like the regular season like I like I have a good grasp on everything that's happening it's like okay playoff time now so we'll see um other than that um I think who's going to step up um I don't know like Grimes is playing really well right now mm-hmm. and there's a good chance to, if like if this continues like I could see it continuing like him stepping up like he is showing no hesitation on shooting which is like awesome to watch so I think he'll step up um, I think Hartenstein and Hart are probably going to step up too. Yeah, like I, I think the yeah, yeah, I think those are the guys just in terms of like because they just they just play basketball. I, I know it sounds like stupid, but like they just play basketball, right? They just play, so they just kind of like have great feel. So like they're just going to step up and just make the right play, and they're going to hustle. So I think those are like in terms of like role players stepping up. Brunson, we saw what <laughs> we saw what Brunson did. He took a step up against Donovan Mitchell. And like we we know Don we know Brunson's levels. So like he's coming out if we're gonna have a blast watching it. So yeah, Randall's is gonna be like this wild card in a way. Yeah. I I have no doubts about quickly, Hart, Hartenstein, and Grimes. I think all of those guys are gonna absolutely bring it. They're yes. like built for playoff intensity, Ooh. built for playoff basketball. Um Quickly and Obi were the ones who brought it in the playoffs last time yeah in that series like they like they came to play well given the there was given the given the context of how the season was going and how that series was going the players who did step up to try to do things were quickly and obi compared to everyone else relative they still lost and they did not play well but relatively speaking yeah yeah so and there are also people too uh well quickly quickly grimes and Hart, at least, and to some degree, Hartenstein, too. Um, I mean, I think, no, no, definitely Hartenstein, too. Um, I was going to make a defensive point, but I'm going to make a broader point. Are just all guys who can have their shot not going and still impact the game. Too. Yes, they can all, they could just do things like Grimes is going to play defense. Yeah. He's going to run around. Hart's going to do everything. Hartenstein is also going to do everything <laughs> if they're if they're not scoring. So it's just like, if you have guys going to do everything else on the court like it's such a it's such a relief that you know that like okay good they're boxing out they're grabbing rebounds their head is up they're looking to push the pace like it's just it's great to have those guys yeah thank god it, it's great it really is it will so, be crazy to see or interesting to see if grimes can 
um, bother Donovan Mitchell at all. Like even a little bit. Cause like Donovan Mitchell is just as a, <laughs> it's not that Grimes is not a good defender. He's a great, defender. I know, but it's that just g- Donovan Mitchell as a scorer, especially against guys that size is just like, I mean, forget about you. That face. first quarter of Kavznik, he absolutely was, can just go was unbelievable, yeah. and Donovan Mitchell was not phased by like anything. And then Jalen Brunson, and he's done was, that in the playoffs too. He's done. Yeah. That. I saw him when he did it against Kawhi and Paul George. That was and that Clippers team, which was a good defensive team. Um, yeah, like dingy, long, switchable. He just roasted them. He like was dusting Kawhi and dusting Paul George and you're like holy sh- like holy shit like this guy just he can just absolutely inferno scoring you know Dante's Dante's Donovan Mitchell inferno scoring inferno. <laughs> yeah Jesus no it's it's wild and thank god the Knicks have like the crafty version of that in Jalen Brunson that's all I have to say that's all I have to say thank god that Jalen Brunson's on this team because that man can cook chef's kiss like cook ready for the second question from franklin let's do it predict where rj is at in 12 months time what team does he play for what are his stats and has he changed or improved at all his game 12 months where do you think rj is do you think he's still on the team or do you think he's traded he's in new york i think i think i think i think he's in new york as well i think Um, he's playing a lot better uh I think a lot – I think right now it's very clear. I feel like his fitness is not where it needs to be. And he's probably mm-hmm. like – I don't know. He's he's almost like in his uh, 2021, 2022 Mitch year right now where like yes. he's just like a bit too heavy and he's lumbering as a result. He doesn't have some of the quickness he's had in the past, which is never elite, elite anyways. But like – It was still like, there. Yeah. <laughs> As we have seen just from watching, um, you know, you watch a point guard age um, go uh, the losing just a little bit of quickness can be a mm-hmm. radical difference for an NBA player. Um, it, yes. it totally changes your calculus. It totally changes um, the likelihood that you get a, a, a decent shot. Um, so I think I think he'll get that stuff sorted. Um, I do think. And I and I just think I think he's gonna see what's happening this year, and I I believe I believe he's gonna come back and um, be better. And that doesn't mean that he'll be awesome. I think he's got a mm-hmm. ways to go to get there. Um, but I'm not te- I'm not that low on RJ. I see the fitness stuff, uh, and then I also um, have seen the growth, even though the growth is to like still below average. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and things like finishing and uh, you know that and and efficiency on drives and that sort of stuff. Um, seeing that growth matters uh, to me, um, and I I just think as a tw- he's twenty two, you know we've seen wings take time before. Um, I don't ever see him. I I just I I'm not super. I'm not Star J. Team Star J. I've never been Team Star J. But I do think he can be better. And I think it doesn't behoove us to trade him this offseason. Um, mate. So so I don't think we should. Because like unless you're somehow trading him in a play for a star player, which like at this point, maybe he isn't the young guy that you mm-hmm. would match to get a star player. Like maybe teams don't look at him that way. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it's league wide how he's viewed around the league. Um but uh, uh, in that case, trading him right now, I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't see it really moving us ahead um, unless you're getting something pretty, pretty good back, which I just don't know that he's played good enough to get that back. So I would rather hold on to him, let him re- recoup his value a little bit, play a little bit better. Um, even next year, you know, you, the question asked about like minutes and stuff like that and role and. I wouldn't mind him coming off the bench for New York. Um, I think that would not be the craziest. He's essentially right now, someone made this point the other day, but playing like our sixth man where like he's, he starts the game, but he's out of the game in like the first four or five. Yeah. Minutes. I was going to, I was going to kind of get to this. Yeah. And then he comes in and he plays with the bench, you know? 
Um, and I think playing against, you know, a little bit worse defenders, that sort of thing, um, could help. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, a faster, more athletic RJ is going to be better on defense. Probably, hopefully we'll be able to finish a little bit better. Um, and I do expect his shooting to return to his average. Mm-hmm. You know, there were people who were, he had the one year that was really hot. And then he had, there are people who were like, oh, well, maybe he can get up to being a 37. I think 37, 38, that's, I kind of think. That's high. If he can, if he can get the 36, that's, and but like well from the corners, that's fine. Yeah. And he, I mean, even 35, five, I mean, this year he's terrible, you know? Um, and, but that's just shooting. We've talked about this a lot. Shooting is mm-hmm. uh, high variance. So you're going to have years. He's going to have a year like he did where he shot 40%. And he's going to yeah. have like this where he shoots 30. But if you look yeah. at his average, he's basically a 35, 36, 35% shooter, I think it is, 35.5 or something. I'll look it up right now. But yeah, it's 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 not going to be anything like, oh my, it's never going to be anything crazy. Yeah. I just, he doesn't have the touch. He, you just look at his shooting. It's just not, it's not, I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked. But um, yeah, he's at 32, well, 31.7 right now. So that's 32. And then his career is 34 and a half. So like, yeah, that's basically. Yeah. So, th- so yeah, can can he next year shoot thirty five percent from three? Yes, yeah. that's going to make him way better. Um, mm-hmm. That would be a huge difference. Um, is he going to carry this finishing over and maybe finish a little bit better if he's more in shape? I think so. Yes. Um, he uh, and then is he going to be better on defense? Yes. And I think those things are going to help improve the stock. And then if you want to talk about trading him, all right, I'm on board. Um, but right now. I just don't see it being likely that we get the return for to make it worth it. Um, and I think we'll probably get a better return down the road. And he's not like, it doesn't seem like he's like hurting locker room vibes by any means. Like, no, it doesn't seem like him. He's cheering on quickly when he got his 40 points. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, he's pumped. Uh, you see him celebrating other team teammates and what they're doing. Um, I don't know. He seems like, he just seems like a cool kid, a cool guy. Uh, I'm fine with him sticking around. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.